an interesting discussion right now. Never an easy discussion, but an important one. Uh, Talking about end of life. Always tough, but it's important to have a full understanding of the issues surrounding it. Now, here's a question for you. If you could be told, essentially, how long you have to live, would you want to know? That's part of the discussion that we're going to have. There's a new online calculator that can determine how long seniors have left to live. So why would you want to know that? Well, for planning purposes, truthfully. So let's get the details on the calculator, how it works, and some of the issues that it raises. Joining us now is Dr. Amy Shu, who is an investigator at the Breer Research Institute and lead author of this study. Uh, Dr. Shu, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on the program. Okay, so first of all, it, it sounds like quite the thing, an online calculator. How, how does it work? What kind of data does it look at? So the calculator is called RESPECT, which is short for Risk Evaluation for Support Predictions for Elder Life in the Community Tool. As you mentioned, this is a calculator that was designed for frail seniors who might be needing supports and care in their homes, especially as they approach the end of life. And this calculator is based on an algorithm that estimates a frail person's survival, that is their life expectancy, how long they will live, using 17 questions about their health and their ability to care for themselves. So by that, I mean, you know, looking at the chronic illnesses, the diseases they might have, looking at how much support they need in sort of just carrying out daily activities, looking at their cognitions, and also other signs and symptoms of decline. How accurate is this? Like, I mean, are we talking about, hey, you're going to die on this day? Obviously not. But does it say, like, within the next year, the next five years? I mean, how, how accurate is it? Yeah, so I think the first thing I want to emphasize is that the calculator actually uses data from home care users in Ontario. Sorry, I didn't clarify that earlier. But it's based on the the lived experience of people receiving home care. And some of them are actually at the end of life uh, and living in the community. And so when we're talking about accuracy, there's, of course, a metric that we use to assess accuracy. So, you know, on average, when you look at the accuracy of a clinician's prognosis of a patient's outcome, you know, they're typically about 60 to 65% in terms of the ability to make a prognosis that's beyond six months, at or beyond six months, whereas our calculator, our accuracy is at 76%. And the other thing is that coming back to my earlier point about using the data for home care users, you know, this is actually the lived experience. So we're not making up numbers in terms of your life expectancy. We're actually showing both the clinicians and the users uh, people who are similar to you with similar, you know, care needs and chronic conditions and characteristics. This is what their survival looks like. Okay. And and the question, obviously, is why? I mean, it it all revolves around planning, right, in a number of different areas. So, So once we've got that knowledge, what can we do with it? Yeah, so sadly, in in Canada, you know, most Canadians who are over the age of 65 do not receive palliative care in their last year of life. And the example in Ontario, data from Ontario shows that, you know, only one in five Ontarians who die receive palliative home care. Now, this is important because actually quite a lot of uh, older adults prefer to die at home Mm -hmm. or in a home-like environment where they're comfortable, such as a hospice. So in order to provide the level of support that meets their care need, we need to be able to identify who needs that support and be able to plan from both a health system and health care care provider's perspective, but also in terms of family members and, you know, that readiness to have discussion about what they want, you know, in terms of their remaining days and how do you ensure that they have the highest quality of life. And do you find that, I mean, that, I can see how that would be very valuable for family members who want to make sure they're doing the right thing, but 
really need some sort of idea and, and a way to formulate a plan. I imagine they would see this as very welcome information. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, so we actually conducted several focus groups with patients as well as family members. And, you know, resoundingly, everyone is supportive of having their clinician having access to this information. Right. So they believe this is data that their clinician, their clinical care team will need. And many family members, you know, when you're thinking about taking time off from work, this is really helpful because it contextualizes, it provides some numbers around, you know, what's the expected life, what's the anticipated life expectancy of this person. And so then you can make some decisions about, you know, family vacations, taking time off work, and really maximizing the time that you have left with your loved ones and family. Yeah, making sure you're most available when it's most needed. And, and as you mentioned, you know, in terms of the medical care team, and the people are involved, this kind of information also would be extremely beneficial because, I mean, it's just the reality. At some point, medical care switches from sustaining life to maximizing quality of life, right? That's right. I think everyone, you know, we all recognize that uh, death is part of life, even though we do find it very difficult to, to speak about yeah. death sometimes. But, you know, when we are um, when we have a capacity to anticipate and plan, it actually really increases the 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 quality of life a person has in their remaining days. And that's a really important aspect from a care planning perspective because you want to make sure, you know, the patient is comfortable, is not suffering, and they're dying with dignity. Now, as you said, these are difficult discussions, and a lot of people don't like having these discussions. Are there people that just don't want to know this information? Are there people that have reservations about even being involved in something like this? Yes, of course. And we do believe, you know, our, our research team strongly believe that patients should be discussing and having this, uh, you know, receiving this information with the support of their family members and their care team. And so some of them may find it difficult to, to have this discussion, but that's why you have palliative care specialists and palliative care providers who can provide that support and help you address the concerns and the uncertainty that the person might have. And I think, like I mentioned um, earlier in our focus group, all the patients mentioned that even though some of them may not be ready to receive this information, they believe this is a tool that their care providers, care providers should have access to. Interesting. If people want to get involved, like, is what, what's the age? And, you know, I mean, obviously it's not for everybody. I mean, there's going to be a specific group of people that can take advantage of this. Um, who are you looking for and, you know, who can use this and how do they do it? Yeah, that's a great point. 
so the calculator is not designed for everyone. Right. I'm part of a research team called Project Big Life, and we have actually quite a few other health estimation and um, risk estimator on our website. It's called projectbiglife.ca. And this specific calculator respect is developed for older adults over the age of 50 and needing home or community care in, okay. in, their, in their home. And so, you know, this is typically individuals more on the side of, you know, being more frail than the average person. They already have some functional limitations that require support. So it's not for your average older adults either. Um, it's not designed for the average older adult. And, uh, you know, if anyone's interested, they're welcome to provide feedback to us through our website on the, about the calculator as well. And that's projectbiglife.ca. That's right. Fantastic. Dr. Shu, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me on the program. Yeah, I appreciate it.